Yo, episode 158 of the Goddamn Fools Podcast. Devin. Bianca. If you're wondering where Eric is, I fired him. He is no longer a part of this podcast. <laughs> I am renaming it to How the F Swing Podcast. Day off, e? <laughs> that is it. How do you get fired on your day off? He has to see the books. That was the final straw. <laughs> Yo, what a fucking shit show the Joe Budden podcast has turned into. We'll get, we'll get to that. I want to eat a be here so we can discuss this shit, but he's not here. Especially today. since he's the only one who listened to it. I actually did listen to it this morning because someone okay. put it up on YouTube. Someone took it, put it up on YouTube. And they, yo, people are, yo, people are fucking weird, man. Someone screen recorded or did whatever, the whole thing, put it up on YouTube, and then got the nerve to ask for, like, donations and PayPal in their fucking account. Like, dude, you're... you're <laughs> you put content on your YouTube that's not yours, and in the comments you're asking to be paid. It's like what is the audacity? Right. Man? If I wanted to pay for it, I would have paid the original Yo. people who put the content out. Yes. I didn't want to pay it, even though it was two dollars. I felt very stingy about the stupidity <laughs> of this whole situation. Yes. Like I got the five, but I just didn't want to pay it because why? My thing is, if you believe that your response had that much value, why did you price it at two dollars? Maybe a dollar each. I don't know. I How don't much know. could you have possibly made from that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, t- we'll talk about that because that's a whole rabbit hole I want to get down. How's your week? My week. My week. I've or been weeks. working. We weren't here last week. How's your week? How's your Mother's, Mother's Day? Day? Happy Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. Thank yes. you. Oh, oh, Mother's Day was great. Hit the wrong button. <sighs> Sorry. What sound did it make? You know, I only got three sounds programmed in here right now because I did have six. I did have six, but I have to use three, take up, share with the phone input, which is the computer input where I get record you guys on. So now I'm right. the six dropped on the three. And I do I do want to have an iPad and get, set that all up, but that's neither here nor there. Go ahead. I, I want to do a Down. lot. I want to do a lot that I never fucking do. You're so but, ambitious. Yeah, but it's at what point is talking about it going to lead to action for me? I don't fucking know, but go ahead. Um, <laughs> I think it will. No, don't be negative. I think it will lead to action. And so far it has. You've taken the baby steps, but we've also got a lot thrown at us. You know, like we had a pandemic happen. You have a newborn. You, there's things going on. You had a pool that was built in your house within 30 seconds, which I still really don't understand. I don't know what you're talking about. They just dug a hole and threw some water in it. I, ain't, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I didn't realize that process happened so quickly. Yeah, like, you guys have a lot of stuff going on. It's hard, like, and I'm learning this, too, because I'm a, I've always been a super ambitious person, right? And then having a family and trying to get things done, it's not just me. I have to make sure it fits in everybody's puzzle, right? Like, I can't yeah. just jam pieces in. And it's about timing. It really yeah, is. Like, yeah. finding enough time to do things finding the right time to do things and trying not to procrastinate but also trying to give yourself grace is very difficult yeah yeah i guess that that may go along the lines of like not talking to friends that we hit the conversation we had a few weeks ago being a better friend and it's like yeah i barely have time for myself how do i have time for other people yes that even if you wanted the time for the hundreds of friends or associates whatever you want to call them that you develop some sort of relationship with over the years but all right i mean yeah you're the therapist you know better than me so appreciate it <laughs> it's, it's difficult right you know and i think like uh, finding time for yourself is really the priority because that's when you grow the ideas that turn into the fruit of these things right yeah. but we don't have a lot of alone time you're a parent you know like you're a parent you're a husband you have a job you have kids in school where you're teaching them at home then they're back in school and they have school events and then there's still the pandemic there's only so much of you to go around and there's only so much that you can prioritize without putting yourself first yeah. before things kind of crumble. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, we're not going to go down that again. How was your Mother's Day? How was your week? Go ahead. Mother's Day was cool. I was, it was really like just a chill day. We kind of just relaxed. I got breakfast made for me. I got a massage. I got flowers and presents. And we just got, you know, I got to chill with my family, which makes me happy. And, you know, <laughs> love on my son who just is 
<laughs> just a bundle of joy most days. So we had a we had a cool Mother's Day weekend. And other than that, I've just been working like crazy. I just took on five new clients. I've been working most nights and just trying to build up my clientele and get these hours in to get my licensure. And so talking, that's why I said it, like it, it kind of leads into how my last two weeks have been. I've yeah. been very business minded in the last two weeks trying to um, prioritize my schedule and figure out my client's schedule to kind of adapt my my hours that I offer best for them and what's best for us. So that's what my last two weeks have been like. Talk about your schedule. Do you like, you schedule everything? Yeah. Like, do you schedule little shit into your day? Like, yo, I got to work out. I'm going to literally write it down and schedule it into my day so I get it done or else I'm going to have a hard Um, time getting it done. That's that's harder, right? Because I'm alone with the baby most days. You know, my husband works from he's gone from like six something in the morning till sometimes six at night, depending. And so me working out usually depends on how well my son naps. Like I can schedule it in. You know, he takes a nap at 1030 and then he takes a nap at two at one of those times. But sometimes he'll sleep for 18 minutes. Sometimes he'll sleep for a full hour and a half. I never know. So penciling it in, it, I feel like would be more disappointing to me because it's like, all right, he's not going to sleep. And if he doesn't sleep, like I can kind of get him to chill for a little while, but a f- full 30 minutes to get a workout in, absolutely not. Yeah. Eventually he's going to want my attention. So it's hard. Yeah, that's just something I was wondering if I should do or not. I'm like, ah, should I like try to like wake up a little bit earlier and get it in? But all it takes is for her to wake up 35 yeah. minutes earlier and then it's out the window. And, and that's the hard part. I'm very strict about sticking to his schedule. So like in the mornings when I get up, his morning routine is very like very wired because if he doesn't nap at his exact nap times, it makes bedtime a lot more difficult. And so I'm, I try to be very, very diligent about that. And then I kind of set my day to that thing. Usually what I, I try to do is kind of mentally pencil in for myself what I need to accomplish for the day and then what I want to accomplish for the day. Yeah. Um, some days it goes off without a hitch. I'm super successful. I get the house cleaned, vacuum, dishes done, laundry done. I'll cook before, you know, five. Everything's done. And I kind of just have then that nighttime after he goes to sleep for me where I can work out or spend time with my husband or just do nothing at all and just like lay still. Um, and then sometimes everything goes awry and nothing works and I get absolutely nothing accomplished. <laughs> so Fucking life. Um, I did, yeah. I did a thing this weekend. You did a thing. What thing did you yes. do? Lived on the wild side, bro. Oh God. I went to, I went to a matinee movie five days before I was fully vaccinated. What? <laughs> I went to see a movie at the movie theater. Went to see Spiral. How was it? Oh, how was what? How was the the experience? Not even the movie, but just how was it to be in a movie theater again? It it at first it felt good, and then it felt sad, and then I'm in there. You get in there, you start seeing the seats, and you're like, "Yo!" Like remember when the movie theaters were all done over? They threw the leather seats in, the recliner. Yes. You're like, "Yo!" Movie theaters are popping again. Yes. Them seats are beat up, bruh. What? Them seats are beat the fuck up. Leather's peeling off. Like, like m- the majority of the seats, the leather is peeling off. Part of me is like, Dan, they probably get more wear and tear during the pandemic because the middle of the theater, those are probably where people are sitting. So everyone's yeah. probably picking those seats now that you don't have packed movie theaters anymore. But right. it, 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 was, it was, it was, I was sad, man. I'm like, yo, I felt... Like, I felt weird. Like, you know, we still, like, wipe things down, even though, you know, you have someone with COVID has to actual get the COVID, the saliva or whatever the fuck, bodily fluids on their hand and then touch stuff. I'm still not ready for that. I got a lot of PTSD from this whole fucking 15 months. Um, yeah. 
But I, I it did it did feel good to be there. I enjoyed the movie. I'm a big Saw fan. Um I thought the movie was good. And I know some people can't get past Chris Rock because Chris Rock starred in it. So I know some people can't get, yeah. get past Chris Rock and not laugh with his voice because that's what, what he was for so long. It's the comedian and, right. and and Pookie other than that. But it, it I, I, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the movie as a, you know, a big saw fan. It was, it was more without spoiling anything. It was more, the, it was more of a story than it was just, yo, here's these contrapments and let's see people get out of them. How the, the original series right. started it, off and, you know, you know, there was, there's always uh, twists and turns and all of that in the movies before before this, but they didn't yeah. focus as much on the contraptions as the other others did. So this is more of a soft spinoff called Spiral, based on the little spiral on the the cheeks of the uh, clown, whatever it is. So yep, yeah, but I I enjoyed it. It just was a little, it was a little depressing. There was maybe maybe eleven people total, including us, in the theater. But, yeah. So it felt good. It felt good to get out and do something that I enjoyed doing. I don't know if I would do it again anytime soon. More because how sad it felt. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Like, I mean, it was. It was I weird. I feel like I feel like being reintroduced into society. I don't know. I see some people online and they're just so like back to normal, right? And and I'm. Um, this is not a criticism it's it's more on observation like i i very much echo what you said i have a lot of ptsd about being outside i have a lot of social anxiety right now yeah. even like just as i leave my house as i'm you know we live in a, a seven-story apartment building with elevators that are very tight and like i'll see somebody get off the elevator and i'm like thank god i have my mask on because this elevator is very compact, you know, just things that I would have never thought about before. You know, like I was never the type of person to like get drunk and kiss a stranger in a bar type of thing. But I, now I just have so much anxiety about the fact of like, will I ever go to a bar again and be around that many strangers? Will I, you know what I mean? Like, will I shake hands with people so willingly, like all these things. And then I think about the fact of how much none of us have really been sick. Like, unless of course you've gotten COVID. Right. I haven't had a cold no. since 2019, maybe. If yeah. that, I can't even remember the last time I was sick. I, I don't know. I just, I'm very outside. Just doesn't feel like outside anymore. And I used to love being outside. So yeah. grappling with that is hard. Yeah. And you talk about social anxiety. Like I'm someone who had it pre pandemic. Like I'm not, I don't get anxious about many things, but I've always been like, we would, I would like, we joke, like I would, uh, yeah. When y'all were here, like, yo, y'all, y'all out. Yeah. It's packed. It's like, I would be more likely to go somewhere and meet up with y'all. If it wasn't, if it was dead, if it was right. dead, if it was packed and I'm, if it's somewhere I can't move and I can't walk, I'm like, yo, I'm good. I do not need to be bumping into people. I like my personal space. I, I believed in social distancing before covid all your life yeah 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 like i i used to joke i used to, shout out rest in peace dmx there's the dmx lyric in there it was like he said something like i like pussy but not up in my face so give me three feet like so i would just i would joke like not even about not even about pussy but i would i would joke with people like even my little brother like I, there's a picture of my my wife has I think of my little brother fucking with me in like Dominican Republic when we went to uh, Wes's wedding and he tried to like yeah. hug me he was super drunk he tried to hug me and I like I gave him a stiff arm and I'm like yo I need I need three feet I need three feet <laughs> I need three feet my this is this is my, my arms length like this is I I can't I don't like anyone in this area so but do you remember the do you remember when that first began for you no I don't. I don't, um, I don't know. I just, I think it's boundaries. No, like personal space. Like, does it, does that need to begin? Does that need to be something? Well, that, look at you psychoanalyzing yes me, yo. Damn. <laughs> did, did I, did I fire Bianca the podcaster too and brought on my therapist? No. Did you, is this something no. that's going on that you're not telling me? No. 
Never mind. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. We can have this conversation. No, go I was ahead. just going to say, I think you can want personal space, but the, there's there's a difference between wanting personal space and like a social anxiety. And I, I do think you're right that yours probably tends to lend itself more towards a social anxiety. But usually that's something that develops because something happened where you felt like your space was invaded, like your autonomy over your body may have been taken away, like you were in danger at some point. Those things develop, and, and sometimes we don't even realize it. Because naturally, like like when we're born... Is that a house we're born, phone? That's my doorbell. Um, <laughs> when we're born... <laughs> I not, somehow, your answer gave me more questions. Now I have more questions after your answer than... I, sorry, I'll just continue. I'll act like I didn't hear it. <laughs> I was going to say that when we're born, we're born needing touch. So we're not born with the parameters that I need X amount of personal space. Like we're not born stiff arming people, right? Like babies literally try to super glue themselves <laughs> to their parents. And and so typically if you have like good attachments with people, you personal touch and all of that is very important. So when you find yourself like really adverse to contact with people, yeah. Curious as to why. I don't know. Maybe, uh, does it have something to do with like maybe growing up in aggression with just anyone? Maybe like getting into fights in your life. Maybe that could it could stem from something like that. Like just like yeah. Like when I don't know. Maybe growing up when someone gets this close without permission, it's usually some. Oh, all right. What's I don't know. I don't know. Like, and I'm not someone who's yes. been in yes, that's like, learned behavior. Hundreds yeah. of fights. I've been in, you know, maybe a dozen. I don't know if that's a lot. I don't know how. To me, maybe that's normal because right, it's normal to me. But maybe there, I mean, I'm sure there's people out there who've never been in one. Right. So, but I don't. But I don't. I don't necessarily feel like uh -huh. you're wanting to fight me either when you're getting here either. It's just more of yo. Know, I just need nah. Just you're just too close. But there's like a level of on edge that you possess about that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, definitely a little on edge, but not necessarily yo. Like I'm punching you in the face if you get in, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, within that three feet ratio. Right. But you got the you got the mean football move. It's like yeah, yeah, straight Heisman. Oh, <laughs> stiff arm. But yeah, I don't know. Things I ask myself. Things you know. My 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 job just infiltrates my whole life, so we have a lot of conversations. Just things we ask ourselves about our behaviors, right? Because we're not a lot of the ways that we develop into being. We're not born that way. You know what I mean? It's it's learned behavior, and especially you know, like we grew up in Waterbury, and I'm pretty sure you grew up in similar areas that I did. Like I lived off of Willow for a long time. Yeah, I grew up my, pretty much my whole life. We moved when I was two, Plaza Avenue, right off of Willow Street. Uh, I lived there from two to 18. So that's, yeah. So that's, like, yeah. I, we lived right off of Willow. Yeah. And so, you know, I spent a lot of time up there and I think that's very much learn, learning behavior. Like you look at somebody like my mom, she's very much like that. Like growing up in projects and stuff, like you get too close, you make a face, you, she has all those, like those instinctual like behaviors of like, now nah, you have to go. This feels wrong. Yeah. That's very much like um, related to having grown up in areas like that. Yeah, but I've never been like, I, and I say that, but it's not like I ever felt like, like mug. Like I've never been mugged. I've never, no one's ever like really ran up to me and like snuffed me or anything like that. Like where to where I would, feel, right. where that would be the reason I feel that way. I'm just, you asked a question and I'm just trying to think of maybe. That could be where it comes from, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, not, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it comes from that, but I'm just pulling something out of my ass. I thought it was normal, just not wanting your personal space. And, and the, the, the social part of that anxiety isn't necessarily talking to people, even though I don't enjoy small talk. I don't enjoy those conversations either. I feel, but I feel like that's separate from just being, having my personal space invaded. Right. I could see that. I don't know. I could see that. But it could also very much so be related. But that would be a whole nother conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, so back, back to, you know, stuff opening back up. The CDC 
is now recommending. <laughs> oh man, the CDC is now recommending I... vaccinated people do not wear masks outdoors and indoors now. And there's only no way. if you're vac only if you're unvaccinated should you be wearing masks. And my, my biggest issue with the CDC has been mixed message, mixed messages all across this. And they haven't yes. learned their lesson 15 months no. later. You know, you cut them some bail when it started, when they said, you, yeah, you don't need to be wearing masks. You don't need to go out and buy masks. Their reasoning for that was they didn't want people buying up all of the masks taken away from the medical workers and the frontline workers who are actually dealing with the sick people. They didn't want them not to have masks. So they told the public right. they didn't need masks. I kind of understand that, that part of it. People act like they don't understand. People say, oh, well, you told us not to wear masks at first. And then it's like, no, there's a reason why they told us not to. But this shit is just like, yo, we don't know who's fucking vaccinated. No, we don't. No, know. you don't. And <laughs> you trust, I mean, you trust just... these people. You trust people to no. be honest with you about whether they are vaccinated or not? No. And the thing is, is that at this point, I very much respect and understand everybody's personal choice to do what they need to do for themselves. Right. However, if you're going out in public with that choice and you're potentially spreading a virus around that may not harm you, that may not harm people around you, but could potentially kill me or could potentially kill somebody else, that's where it gets tricky, right? Like if it was just you and you were just in your home, do whatever you want. I understand yeah. like I very much so understand why some people choose not to get vaccinated and everything like that. And I'll be honest, I didn't really understand it before becoming a mom, but my son has really struggled with vaccination. And it's something that I just didn't expect because I never had an issue with vaccinations right. and neither did my husband. Nobody, I, I know that vaccination inj injuries happen, but it's one thing to read about it. It's another thing to experience it in person. And yes, we have still vaccinated my son and we will continue to vaccinate him, but we did slow the process down and give him time to build up his immunity and give him time to get a bit stronger. You know, my son was born very small too. He was six pounds originally. So at that at that two month mark getting shots. Now he's six I just don't That's know. Wild. <laughs> yeah, and now he's a grown man. He's like dunking on people. But you know, I don't know what really played a role in it, but it was very a very difficult process for us. So I understand people's trepidation. You know, like my husband got his first shot of the COVID vaccine and his hand started turning white. He looked like he had stuck it in paint and then it just went away. And that was all that he had for his first shot. Like we made the decision to get vaccinated because we want to do whatever we can to protect our son from getting sick because that's both of our worst fears, right? Yep. And that's our personal choice. If you don't want to get vaccinated, if you do want to get vaccinated at this point, I just I can't argue it. I I chose the decision I made so that I sleep best at night. Right. And to choose to try to protect the people around me and not put them in more in danger, especially since I'm coming home and I plan on being around everybody because I miss the fuck out of human beings. Right. There's with that being said, there is no way to tell who is vaccinated and who isn't. There's no way. And I saw, like, and people were saying this on Twitter, Costco is saying that you don't have to wear masks in their stores anymore. Really? Costco, the same, yes, the same place that, like, checks your ID when you walk in, checks your receipt Shut when you leave. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. So wow. it's one of those things where it's like, yo, there's no way, there's no way to tell who is and who isn't or who's sick and who isn't. There's just no way. There's been so many asymptomatic people. Like, you know, and I think I talked about this before on the show. Well, my mom was a lifelong smoker. Walmart, but, Trader Joe's as well. I'm looking yep. now. Yep. Yeah. My mom was a lifelong smoker. I mean, at least 40 years. She got COVID and I was extremely worried about her ability to survive COVID because it is literally a disease that attacks the lungs. You know, my mom's got old smokers lungs, right? And even though she already quit. I was very concerned about that. Meanwhile, she had a fever of like 102 for 16 days and then she was fine. And that was pretty much like the ex the highest extent of her symptoms. She had like a cold and all of that and there was some wheezing, but that was pretty much her major symptoms and she was fine. Meanwhile, the symptoms range from like 
organ failure to death and everything in between for certain other people. And there's no way to predict what happens. So I just can't. That's not talking about long-term effects either. That's that's, that's leaving that part out, the unknown of that. Yep. Right. And And so I can't. I can't justify them making this decision when only 35% of the country is actually vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, they should just recommend we still wear them in public around people. We don't know in public spaces that what you do on your own time with your own friends and your own people. Cool. Right. It's really, and it's really none of our business, whether you're vaccinated or not either. Right. But then yeah, absolutely. when you tell people they don't have to wear masks and they're potentially putting you or your kids at risk, that's where I have the problem with now you're now we're left to trust the people that we already didn't trust. Right. <laughs> the people right. who weren't it's wearing true. masks or haven't been wearing them this whole fucking time or they've been giving people shit and hell about it. Those are the right. same people not getting vaccinated. Yeah. And and then you have people who have already had COVID, so they didn't get vaccinated because they already have the antibodies. So they don't believe they need to. Wrong. And again, I understand, I understand the, the, the mentality behind it. I'm not saying it's right, but I understand it. I can see those people going out because they think I've already had it. So I can't get it again. So I'm safe when we know there are all these variants and strains popping up and that's just not true. Right. It, it, and this is like it leads back to the social anxiety portion of it because I really like, you know, talking about coming home in August and being around people. I really need that for my mental health. Yeah, I have been yeah. very isolated in the last 15 months, very isolated. And the idea that now I'm coming home to a place after being in a, in a country that is completely shut down. There, there was no outside. There was nothing like at all. Now coming back home to where, like my mom said today when I talked to her, she's like, oh, yeah, everything's open and you don't have to wear a mask outside and you don't have to wear a mask inside. And I was like, what? Wait, what? No, (laughs) I'm sorry. What now? (laughs) No, I that makes me very nervous for my, you know, he'll be, you know, one year old at that point. But it makes me very nervous for him. You know, it's. It's a difficult it's a difficult situation. I will still be wearing masks inside outside. Probably not, depending on, you know, what right. outside is like where I am, but if, I just can't shake it. If I'm around people I don't know, I'm wearing my mask. If I don't know you yeah. and I don't know anything about you, I don't, I'm just wearing not wearing I'm just wearing my mask and not for nothing. Like, again, we haven't been sick in this past year. Even if right. I'm not, even if I'm not worried about covid, like wearing a mask isn't doesn't sound like a bad idea. Like it's actually it's right. stupid. It's uncomfortable, but it's it, it's not a bad idea. You want to avoid getting sick or getting other people sick. Yeah. You know, and and again, it's a, it's a different conversation for everybody because everybody's got different priorities. I can't just think about me. I have a child yeah. to consider. Even though babies and children have been, for the most part, very resilient against the virus and have fared pretty well when they have gotten it, I just couldn't live with myself you know it just thinking that i didn't do everything impossible to protect him question can someone have it both ways can someone not get vaccined get get vaccinated (laughs) can Mm -hmm. someone not get vaccinated and then still be mad at this mandate as far as like trusting other people like yes, because some will, because the other there are side some will argue who can't get vaccinated. Okay, because yeah, I was gonna say the other side will argue that, well, if you just get vaccinated and then you won't have to worry about you know me giving it to you. And I'm just I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. I don't agree with that, but so you say yes. There's people who can't get vaccinated. Okay. Yeah, there are people who aren't eligible, and I, I don't mean age wise or anything like that. People with certain health conditions just aren't eligible, and. So they just can't. They don't have the option. And so I'm sure this is all giving them a lot of anxiety, too. So should those so, so should the people who aren't vaccinated voluntarily because they don't believe in it and they don't believe in masks, should they have the right to say, well, then you should stay home and not leave because you're not vaccinated. That's on you. You can't control me. I think it's. I think it's difficult when we talk about 
what people have the right to do versus what they should do. Yeah. Right? Because, I mean, technically speaking, Americans have the right to say almost whatever they want, right? Freedom of speech. Yeah, yeah. That we can't impede on, you know? We have the right to lie. We have the right to omit. We have the right to protest sometimes. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> I I think Depending I think on one view. of the right right <laughs> I I think one of the major pitfalls in America is the collective individualism in our society. You know, other societies like even in China where this all originated from, and they are a more um, you know collectivist society. Yeah, but their government tells them to do that. But yeah, yeah. I, yes, I get they have less saying. rights yes. in certain certain areas. But even even I'm talking more culture wise. Certain culture, cultures are more like family oriented, more like um, community community focused. Whereas in America, it's literally every dog for himself. Yeah, and people will literally feel like you are oppressing them if you ask them to do something that helps protect their neighbor, right? Why do I give a fuck about my neighbor? Right, right. I'm not doing anything to discomfort myself to protect you. Yep. Nothing Other countries don't see yeah. it that way. Yeah. And the countries that don't see it that way have been very successful in eradicating this virus to a much better standard than we have. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's one of those things. I'm I'm personally not comfortable with it, but to each their own. Um, I won't be in these spots. Like, <laughs> I don't. My, no. my wife's talking about. She well, I, and I say that I, I did get Dave Chappelle tickets. The day they came out, this was like two months ago for June, and I'm like, I'll be vaccinated yeah. by then, and I'm still. From my understanding, it's supposed to, it's a, it's supposed to be a socially distant show, and those were the terms when they put out the tickets, which is why I was comfortable with it. Mask, right. socially distanced and masked. But if they were to try to flip it at the last second, like, yo, all right, we're going to full capacity now. I, I would feel some type of way and maybe ask for my money back if they tried to do that. I get that. I really do. And they're, and they're testing people before you walk in. But again, rapid test or they're not accurate. <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see. That's it, the other part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they should have. I get the why they wanted the rapid test, but they should have never made it a a real thing for people in their everyday lives. I don't know. So that's that. All right, Joe Budden podcast. <laughs> what a shit show! What a shit show it is. Have you have you listened to any of the any of it? Like any of the what's going on? Have you seen stuff on social media? What yes. have you? What yes. do you know about it? Well, I guess let me let me say this before, since I, I do know stuff. Long story short, Joe Budden podcast took about a month. Rory and Maul took about a month off from the Joe Budden podcast. They tried to work some things out. Sounded like they worked whatever they had to work out. Rory and Maul came back on for a week, two episodes. And then they went on vac- They had a pre-scheduled vacation. Come back from vacation. The Wednesday, I looked. There's no episode up. Apparently, they put an episode up, took it down. Joe yes. Biden is only up there with Parks and shit on Rory the whole fucking episode. A little bit of Maul, but mostly that towards Rory and then has since apologized on the next episode. Rory and Maul put out a whole little hour-long thing and rebu- rebutting their Joe's takes, but go ahead. Um, yeah, so I saw the original tweet come out from Budden when he was about to post the the show that he was, like, tearing Rory a new one, and he just said it was a good run, um, and I was, like, confused by that, and then I saw people talking about, you know, him um, going off on, on the podcast, and then I saw somebody tweet uh, basically a synopsis of what they had watched um, on, the, on the post that he put up. And it was pretty bad. It, it sounded to me like the rant of somebody in a very, like, just 
exaggerated mental state. Like it was just word vomit about Rory. And then he, he would say a few things towards Maul, but I think, and a lot of people don't know this. I think a lot of people don't know Maul's background and who he kind of has relationships with, like Jay-Z and other people in the industry. Like he's not someone who's just been I don't want to say he's not a nobody because that's a terrible thing to say but he's been in the you know like I'm a nobody so I don't mean that with any judgment but like he's been in the industry in other ways outside of this podcast and he has very like deep connections within the industry because of people he's associated with and so from from my fellow Jay-Z yes so, uh, for me, I think that is why I see Joe Budden as treading lightly with how he speaks to Maul, as opposed to the like blatant disrespect he dishes out to Rory, which to me, I, I can't really respect that, right? Like, okay. Okay. have to the smoke for everybody if you connect. can have the smoke. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it, it, it comes off a little pussy to me. You know, it just... But but it is what it is. Listen, I mean, I also think this situation has come full circle to where Joe started this podcast because of the industry, right? It was in in response to an industry that was really ignoring and pricing out people of color, things of that nature. And just really, it was difficult, right? And then he kind of turned around and did the same thing the industry was doing, but to his friends. Yeah, which I guess, and I, and for me, you know, looking to do some similar things as far as on the business end of it, and I, I'm 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 always glued to these talks because my motto to like the kids I coach, my kids, like all of that is you know mostly about sports, but it relates to life. Is like you know learn from other people's mistakes. I always that's, right. that's probably the thing I quote the most. Learn from other people's mistakes because you you can't you can't make enough to learn from them all. Like you're not gonna make like you gotta right. take other people's shit because if you if you only can learn from your mistakes, you're gonna have a rough fucking life. Absolutely, <laughs> you're gonna have Absolutely. a rough fucking life. So I enjoy like I'm listening to this. I'm like, oh okay, they did this, they did, oh all right, this is what happened. Ah okay, I get it. So like. Like you're, you're like you're taking the right like when Joe Budden could be right and wrong about this almost the same exact thing, same thing with with Rory and Maul. You're listening to like ah yeah they had a point there but they're wrong about that and that point. So it's it's it was a lot yeah. of that for me. And, and and that's with anything and and you know I think I've said this before on the show but in all things there is nuance and when you have three people when you have two people in a situation there's always going to be different perspectives and I think. When you're trying to get down to what's right or wrong, it's not always so concrete. Sometimes there is some gray area, but there are some basic things that probably should be, right? And in a business deal amongst friends, there has to be clear-cut explanations, right? There has to be. Because we've seen so many people fall out about this. We just watched the documentary on Salt and Peppa where, like, they were, she thought she was getting paid this when she was actually getting paid this. And how come I'm only getting this many points on this album? How come she's getting double? I didn't watch and, that and one, but I assume it's the new edition story, the TLC story, the NWA story. Exactly. <laughs> it's four. everybody's story. <laughs> yeah. And and even more so, what I found amusing about this is that they just recently dragged Meg Thee Stallion on their show about not knowing the ins and outs of her of her deal, right? How did you end up in this 360 deal where you're making no money, Meg? Why would, why would anybody with a brain do that? Why weren't you smarter? Why didn't you know better? And the thing of the matter is, and this, this is especially true for black people, when you're looking for a way out of the, the situation that you've been put in, especially when you've been living poor or when you grew up in the hood or when you've not had things, and then all of a sudden you're facing down the barrel of millions of dollars, it's very easy to just sign your life away and be yes. too afraid to make ripples, right? Because you're looking at your way out. Absolutely. And to criticize people for doing that and then have done it yourself, it's kind of like, well, that's, that's fucked up. You know what I mean? And 
the other the other piece of it, I think, is that this is just Joe being Joe. I mean, we've seen it with every aspect of his life, his romantic relationships, slaughterhouse he ruined, his his rap career. I mean, he builds he has the propensity to build great relationships with yes. people, but then he tears them down. It's it's incredible. Like how like yeah. how talented he is in getting to that like getting that talent out there, getting to a level where everyone recognizes the talent. And then right. that's when, when it's kind of, and I don't want to say the podcast is destroyed because I, I, I know they helped build the podcast Rory and Maul, but like me personally, I'm, I don't listen for them. I enjoy listening to them when I listen to them, but I don't listen right. for them. And like, maybe like I do like what he has with ice and ish too, but maybe he could get to a point where he has, I don't want to say this just fitting anybody in there and, it'll be a great show. I'm not saying that, but I, I, but I, I also don't, I don't want to say I don't miss them either. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know how to explain well, see, it. And that's one person's perspective. I think right. I sat on Twitter for a few, I don't want to say a few hours because I never have that much free time, but maybe I was on about an hour and I happened to catch a lot of the conversation that was happening. And a lot of people were saying that they think Rory is the Beyonce. And I use wow. that comparison because I feel like everybody would know what that kind of means about the group. But yeah. Wow. And, and so I think your perspective is very much what Joe was thinking is like, people come to see me. I'm I'm the top dog. Right. Like my wow. show's named after me. I'm the boss. I'm the guy. And, and I think that that's kind of what he communicated. I did see a clip from Mal in the response that they gave. And Mal was saying that they were at Highline in New York. And Joe went outside to take a picture of the the line wrapped around the block. Yeah, and he came back in and he was like, yo, I got him wrapped around the block. And Ma was like, nah, Joe, we got him wrapped around the block. Yeah, yeah. And he was saying that he believes that Joe feels like the popularity of the show was related to his rap career. I don't think that. I think Joe thinks it's related to his entire career, his, his relationships, his stint on Love and Hip Hop. It all created this this um like flow right of people being reintroduced to him in a certain way and then the show came out and people were like oh shit i want to listen yeah yeah i would say like and this is just my you know know nothing <laughs> in my perspective but i will say maybe 80 percent of those people are there for joe and 20 percent are there for the others like in that line just for honestly because i don't i don't i don't see it being a 33 percent split down the line as far as like the fans showing up for them right I, I just don't i don't see it because of the career he had prior to this right um and the name he made for himself because not for nothing we didn't know who they were before the podcast right. i didn't well, i i knew who rory was and i knew who mal was too but but mostly from Twitter. Mal, Mal and I follow each other on Twitter. And then I met Rory some years later at um, at one of the parties. One of the Paloozas. Paloozas, yeah. <laughs> so, I yeah. mean, but, but you're right. The, the vast majority of people would not have any idea who they right. are. Right. And again, like... I, I only know them because of Twitter interactions. And that's, not, that's you know, that's nothing against, against them. Um, no, but it's no, just... Not at all. I'm just... Balls and strikes. I'm the umpire. I'm looking. I'm calling it what I what I is what I see. And I could be wrong. I could be fucking wrong. I don't fucking know. But that's that's just right. what I see and the reason I listen. Um. But I don't. It, it's it's interesting to see the because I guess they had a because the way Joe Button was explaining it was their employees and employees don't have the right to see the books. Right. But then the way they explained it was like, no, they had percentage percentage based contract where what the podcast brings in, they get a percentage of that. So they're not really employees. They're part owners because of that. So when you ask to see the books, right. how do you know what percentage of something you're getting if you don't know the total number? So it's like, oh, all right. Well, then who who's lying? Somebody's lying here. <laughs> Right. Somebody's lying here. Yeah. Lying here. Yeah. And I mean, even, even still, I, 
I think that there is a way to go about those things. And I don't think Rory did it right in how he addressed it. What part? Um, because I think that he, he approached Joe aggressively from my understanding. For the first conversation about whatever the hell started that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he may have handled it wrong for the beginning. Joe's handling it wrong at the end. Yes. Did they avoid having that talk in between there? Like what was, it sounds like there's miscommunication all across the board. Like they tried to sweep it under the rug, didn't talk about it. And I get it. We all have relationships with people that there's things about them just in general, like business aside, like there's things about them that you're just like, huh, I don't really like them, but whatever. Who am I to not like that? Right. I won't talk about it. We just, whatever it is, what it is. But I guess some people just, depending on how serious it is, that shit could eat, maybe eat somebody up inside. I don't know. Is yeah, that what's going I'm, on here? I could see it. I wouldn't put it past them, you know, but I, I don't make, ex- I don't want to make excuses for Joe because I think this is right. very much up his alley. He's got destructive behavior just through and through. And it's sad because I don't think it had to go this way, but I do think that he, while I think that, that Rory probably addressed the problem incorrectly. I also think that Joe probably reacted incorrectly and does he, does and, he ever react correctly? <laughs> right. So a safe <laughs> assumption, right? But I think, you know, this could have all been very de-escalated in the beginning, and it just wasn't because, you know, ego gets involved. And that's the basis of a lot of this interaction. And I don't know, I have to imagine, right? Like, I'm friends with people, and we work together. And, and so I care about your livelihood, right, if we're, if we're really friends. But it, and so if I feel like I'm being slighted and I ask, or if somebody feels like they're being slighted and they ask me, I have to feel like I would be willing to do whatever it takes to rectify that feeling yeah. if we're really friends. Yeah, and again, I, I guess we don't know how it was asked. If, if you know, if Rory said, yo, I need to see these books because this shit ain't adding up, bro. Like, maybe right. there was, like, some type of aggression there. Like, yo, what the fuck you talking about? Or if it was like, right. yo, can I just see the numbers? I just want to, you know, verify some things and blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. Right, here we go. And, then, you know, you could, the way this other person approaches it could give a different reaction. Could result in a different reaction. And, like, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, so it's, it, we don't know that. We weren't there. Only they know. We don't know that shit. Right. I feel like this is so funny because I, I told you before we got on camera that I have started doing some couples therapy reading from, uh, you know, I'm taking a course from this institute, right? And so I was reading a lot of it to my husband last night. And one of the number one things that stuck out to me was that in 80% of conflicts, women are the ones to address the issue, right? So we're the ones to initiate the issue that, you know, in in, in turn creates the conflict or, or initiates the beginning of the conflict. I believe that. But <laughs> but how how men respond determines whether the conflict escalates or de-escalates. So men's response to what the women, whatever the women, you know, broaches the problem about, men's response dictates whether it will get resolved calmly or whether it turns into a full blown out situation. And so when I see something like this, my mind goes to that and thinks, okay, so if Rory is the woman in the situation and presented the initial conflict, how Joe responded to it is probably what escalated it into a full blown just what we're seeing now. Yeah. Tone matters too. Hella matters. Tone matters. Hella matters. And I, yeah, especially like, like not to like talking to my wife and stuff about that. Like, I think I have like, she'll, I think I tend to be more like a smart ass about a lot of things. And sometimes it rubs her the wrong way. And like, in my mind, (laughs) in my mind, I don't say it the way she, interpreted it or took i guess the tone in my voice like sounded like i'm like fucking annoyed by it like 
like, like what? Like that? Well, why would I have like that? But she, I don't mean it that way. But she takes it that way. So it's trying to find a balance of like, either something's got to give. Either I gotta maybe maybe a little bit of both. But either I gotta uh, fix the way I you know respond to things, even though I don't mean it the way it sounds, or right. she has to learn that I don't mean it the way it sounds like I mean it. And it's like trying to find like, yo, who's right here. Who's wrong here. Who's needs to fix what here? Because but it's, it's good. That's the trap is trying to figure out right and wrong instead of, instead of trying to figure out whose responsibility is what, Yeah. because we each have a responsibility to something in the interaction. So if you can address it that way, it's easier to fix than to say, well, I'm right. And you're wrong. Yeah. That serves nobody, yeah. right? Because now we're just at, at war rather than trying to actually fix whatever the issue is. Right. So I guess who, like, is it both job to try to, like, all right, I try to say it differently. Also, you try to receive it differently. And meet in the middle that if I forget to say it differently here, that's where you jump in and, re- like, all right, he didn't mean it that way. Let me receive it differently than I've been receiving it. And vice versa? I don't know. Well, I think it's about staying calm enough to have the dialogue, yeah, right? Yeah. So staying so staying in a place of being able to receive the comment about what is being misinterpreted, right? So, like, if I say something to you and then you respond to me and I feel like the response was, like, disrespectful or whatever, or you're being a smartass, and so I say to you, like, hey, why'd you respond to me like that? Then you have actual time to think about it and go, well, I didn't mean it like this. I kind of meant it like that. Whereas if I'm just receiving the response and then I, I turn up now too, because I'm like, well, he just basically gave me a verbal fuck you. Now we're, now we're at war. Yeah. I've gotten better (laughs) at like, she'll, she'll take, she'll receive it away. I didn't mean it. It's like, really? You had to say it like that. I'm like, Oh, like, and I'm, I've getting better at the old me, (laughs) the old me would have been like, well, I ain't mean it that way. So take it how you want. That's the old me. But now I'm like, (sighs) I'm sorry. Very productive. I'm sorry. You, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it that way that you took it. If you took it that way and you felt like my tone and my voice said it that way, I apologize. That was not my intentions. So I've been getting better with the, that was not my intention. (laughs) I think, which is, which is good. I think a better way to ask that is what would be a more productive way of me communicating this for you? Right. And then that gives her a chance to say, sometimes, that's good if you have if you think about it before you react. But sometimes you just react without muscle memory Which, and just you being you, being your tone. Yes. And, then you, and then, oh, shit, I just reacted this way. I know we talked about it, but that wasn't <laughs> my bad. <laughs> and, and, and it's not to lend itself towards perfectionism. We're going to say stupid shit. We're going to make mistakes. I think that leads me to the, the other piece of it. And this is something I've actually been practicing with some couples that I'm working with is is responding intentionally, meaning when somebody says something to you, taking 90 seconds before you respond. Because if you just respond immediately, you're just reacting. If you actually wait 90 seconds, take a deep breath, think about what you're gonna say, think about what was said to you, and then respond, then you're actually responding to what you heard. I'm cracking up because, have you met women? No, I'm laughing because, like, like just thinking about me and my wife, like, there's times, you know, this isn't, we're good. This isn't a, like, this is just part of the conversation. But, Absolutely. like, there's times where she'll ask me a question, and I'll be thinking about it, and it'd be, like, three seconds where I'm thinking of an answer. Did you hear me? I asked you. Well, answer me. And it's like, yo, can I have some time to think about what you asked? <laughs> so when you say 90 seconds, I'm like, yo, that's, like, 80, 88 point five seconds too long like i'll be needing these answers quick like <laughs> like i know the questions is coming beforehand <laughs> and it'd be stupid shit like what do you want for dinner that's always the argument that's always where the arguments start what do you want for dinner hmm do i want for i'm asking you what you like yo i ain't even asked myself yet. Give me a second. <laughs> you know I, and I think what men's issue is, is you guys use the wrong words. Y'all don't think about like the the full 
breadth of words. Like you'll just say things and like be like, I didn't intend it that way. And it's like, yeah, but that word means something. And this is what it means. So this is why you're getting this response from me. Sure. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. What the fuck are we talking about? Oh, Joe Budden podcast. <laughs> Moving on, because I got to make dinner soon. <laughs> oh, man. Ass. Oh, how's your... Uh... <laughs> well, I, I... okay, let's end it. Let's, let's wrap a bow around that. Do you see them coming back from this? From this? No. <laughs> yeah, me either. <laughs> no. Me either. What about a friend? Maybe not the podcast. What about a friendship? Can you do you think this is repairable after he called him a piece of shit, piece of fucking shit like eight times? Is that repairable? Can someone call you a piece of shit publicly and still fix the relationship for the friendship? (laughs) Um, maybe. I think more so the damage that is done is the trust factor. You can you can forgive name calling past a certain point but I think the trust factor is broken because I didn't trust you with my money which translates to my livelihood and when I tried to address you about that broken trust you then doubled down on the fact that I can't trust you by blowing it up in public and making a complete spectacle of it yeah and I'm like Rory's and like maybe it's not even that he didn't trust him with the money it's just yo I need an answer about this money and then the way you responded to me asking about the money now i don't trust you with the money because you were you were wait oh you're mad that i'm asking that something must be up so that's probably that 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 sounds like that may be what happened there (sighs) how's your dodge coin doing what's going on (laughs) your doge coin my doge coin your doge dodge doge elon musk fuck it up on us now (laughs) yes he did elon musk went on snl and my stocks tanked like Almost a hundred dollars, bruh. Yo. No lie. Uh, Dogecoin today, it, it's at fifty cents. You know, what? I mean, it's not. It's chilling. You know, I, my shares are all right. It, it was up higher. It had, it had hit like seventy cents, so I thought it was going to tip to the dollar, but I think we'll get there. Um, hold, hold. Yeah, yeah, I'm holding on to it. We'll see what happens. But it's just but crazy how the, like... the fact of the matter is. He has too much power. Yeah, that's 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 my whole point I, of me bringing this up. It's just like, yo, what is what is going on with Elon? He posted something but, like but the, this, he's put in buying a rocket with Doge and sending it to the moon. Yeah. And that's now, is that the thing? The whole was that the plan the whole time? Was that the just the fuck just fucking with it? it it's yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where the stock market is so sensitive and people have such power over it. It's it's really not a safe bet. Like, and people are and making this money. This isn't even the stock market either. I don't want people to get it confused. Well, I mean, it is. It's it's, it's, it's crypto, it, but it it's, works like the stock market, but it's not the yes. stock market. Yeah, but yeah, but but the stock market itself also did tank when he did that. Yeah, which is the, so it was a tech, it was a tech, complete crash. Tech, tech part, not the whole stock market, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. So, I mean, he just he has a lot of control, but it's not just him. It's presidents. I mean, we've seen Trump get on TV and say stupid shit in the stock market bottom out for the day. I mean, the the way that it it regulates itself based off of things, it's just I mean, there's there's you know, I know not everything is 100 percent predictable, but there is almost zero like stable predictability with the stock market. It's it's a crapshoot. Yeah, it's. It's just it's amazing how that's how our what our economy is based off of when I don't know the percentages, but not a high percentage of people own stocks. Or even stocks even enough stock to where it affects their income and what how right. the price of milk the ga- gallon of milk should cost. It, it's just it, it, this this country, this country is fucked. It's so fucked up. <laughs> It's so fucked up. I mean, even like, you know, by the way, everybody, please do your taxes because they are due Monday. Like even the tax system in other countries, the countries just send you out a check or send you out a bill based off the math they did of what you made. They know the information. Why do we have to go file? 
America is one of the only countries that tries to trap you into this process of making you do the math, of making you figure out what you owe or what you're owed. And and to me, I feel like it's purposely hoping that people will make mistakes. Either they miss shit that they're owed, so you pay out less money, or so they make a mistake and pay you less than what they owe, and then you get to penalize them and send them to jail and tax them even more. It's a trick. It's a trap. Tax day. But yeah, make sure you get your taxes because uh, that's the last thing you want is the fucking IRS knocking on your door. Facts. Facts. This is so funny. Like, you just, like, now that I say that and you saying that, like, they know. <laughs> if they're knocking they on do. your door, they fucking know. <laughs> so it's just, are you going to be honest about what we already what we know? know? Right. <laughs> and there goes the, and the trap. And and they only audit people who don't have enough money to fight them on the audit. So that's not fair to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody has enough. I mean, they're pulling money out of fucking thin air. Nobody has enough money to to, yeah. fight, to fight the, unless you're a billionaire, but multi-millionaire. We don't, us normal folk don't have enough money to fight the IRS when they pull fucking money out of their ass. Hell no. They pull money out of their no. R.I.S. Sorry. You're stupid. Sorry, I gave myself the one. Um, all right. Rest in peace, Kobe. That was. Did you watch any of that? The induction. I I watched it. It, I I saw it online, but I just couldn't. Yeah. That shit's still so heartbreaking to me. Yeah. Shout out to Kobe Hall of Fame class of 2020, where they just had the ceremony uh, this past Saturday. Um, Kevin Garnett, Rudy Tomjanovich, Tim Duncan, um, Tamika Catchings. That that was her day. I don't know why she'd be a host clause in her uh, name. She, she played at Tennessee too. I, I, I don't know. And there's there's a few others, but uh, I think uh, they just announced too that next year Chris Weber, um, Chris Bosh. Wow! Shout out to Chris Bosh. Wow! Paul Pierce will headline next year's uh. Induction, so that, that's good for them. It, it, like Chris Bosh is crazy because like he still feels so young, but you forget his career was cut short because of the the blood clot issue he had. Yeah, was it blood clots yeah, or was he it heart or was it the same shit? It was, it, it's all related, really. Because yeah. I mean, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I just as you were saying that, I was like, damn, you know, his health really took him out of the game so young. Because and it's 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 crazy when it happens out of nowhere too. It's like damn, I got to sit down for a f- few months because I'm having these issues, and then just never plays again. And it, 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 you kind of feel bad for him because he wasn't ready. He didn't want to stop. He he still wants – I think even to this day he still wants to play. and just Still wants he, to play, yeah. Like He's willing to sign uh, waivers so he can play, and if he dies on the court that – he, the teams won't be liable, and teams still are like, nah, nah, no, we're not doing it. Because we're nobody wants it. nobody wants to risk that. Yeah, right. I mean, and it's horrible because he didn't get any catharsis, right? He didn't get the, like, retirement tour. He didn't get mm-hmm. any of the things that lead up to ending, you know, what you love to do with your life. Yeah. It sucks. It was ripped away from him. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you feel for him, but at least he's getting honored, you know, with this. So, yeah. Shout out to them. All right. Anything else here? We'll we'll talk about with E. Yeah, yeah. I gotta go relieve the man from the baby so he can get back to studying. He's got his big military exam tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> big military what? Yeah, he's you know they have to test for promotions, so oh. he's got a huge promotion test tomorrow. Well, good luck. Good luck, Ronald. All right, at the goddamn fools all across social media, I'm at F. Swain. Hi, Bianca. Eric is the Black of Wall Street. We're on Apple Podcasts. How many? How many stars? Five stars. Don't be a hater. Five of them <laughs> things. Uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all that good shit. Thanks for listening, y'all. We'll be back next week. What? I don't next even week? know. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll be back next week. Uh, we'll discuss what we want to do with Memorial Day weekend. I don't know, but we'll figure out schedule that weekend. But it's I don't I'm I completely forgot to talk about the fact that yesterday was your birthday. 
Oh yeah, yesterday was my birthday. I didn't do shit. I which is I, why you went to the movies. I yeah 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 yeah. I jumped in the. I, I did jump in the hole in my backyard that had water in it for the first time, and I went to the movies, and that was about the extent of anything I did. Um. <laughs> yeah. It. Birth. I, I I'm I'm appreciative of my life. You know, it's not Thanksgiving, but I don't feel weird. I'm thankful for my life. And last yeah. year, I was a little pissed off. My birthday was on a Friday. I couldn't enjoy my Friday birthday in 2020. This year, I'm just like, it is what it is. Like, I'm healthy. My family's healthy. Everyone, you know, everyone is good right now. And, yeah, like, I don't, what's a birthday? And I, I never put too much on birthdays anyway it's just i don't want to say it's just another day it's not but it's i don't celebrate it as hard as a lot of people do so it's just you know but it, it i'm blessed that's it that's all perspective yeah 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 so i'm about to head to my my parents now though which my father's making some lunch and shit so he said he's making a brisket so i'm gonna head over there for a little bit eat Milk, nice. milk, milk, whatever it is out of my birthday, a little, a few more hours. <laughs> That's, That's why I wanted how to, to do, do 1130 today. I was like, yo, can I do 1130? Would that work? But all right. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening, y'all. Peace out.